the Talking Podcast. This is the Talking Podcast. Welcome, everyone. Hope you're having a wonderful day. Show numero uno today with Jose Zavala. Really great show. I'm super excited about it. We get into PPP loans, we get into accounting general, we get into family. So, really good. And without further ado, I'm going to get right into it. Hope you enjoy it. Welcome, everyone, to the world-famous Talking Podcast. We're here to talk about life, family, and business with successful individuals. My name's Devin Blunt. I'm your host, fearless questioner, health insurance extraordinaire, and agency owner at the Health Agents here in Houston. Uh, so go grab a cup of coffee. My friend Jose's got his. And uh, from my back porch to yours, let's get talking. So I'm, I really want to welcome one of my dear friends uh, for a long time here, Jose Zavala. He's with ZTX Advisors, and Jose's going to kind of go over just some of the things that their business is experiencing, all this craziness that we're calling Corona. But first, I want you to kind of step back for me because I hadn't talked to you in a while. Unfortunately, we've just both been busy. Just tell me about how, how you got into what you're doing and how that all evolved. Yeah, no, of course. Well, one, thanks for having me. It's it's kind of bad that this is how we have to talk to each other. Right. <laughs> right. Through a podcast. I was like, but actually, this is the only reason I did the podcast, actually, is just <laughs> to be in front of you. I so um so uh, Devin and I go way back, way back. I mean, Devin's one of my oldest friends. And and while we may not stay in touch, I mean Devin's the type of guy I can just call up and like you see right right away. We're and, you know, it's like, it was like, we never, we never lost, lost touch. So for that, thank you for your friendship. I will say, I want to preface that by saying he's a great, great guy. So our history. So I went to school, took me seven years to graduate because <laughs> I had no yeah. idea what I wanted to do. Uh, as you know, traveled around all of Texas, finally realized, settled on accounting, realized, Hey, death and taxes are the two things that are guaranteed in life. That's so unfortunate, um, but true. yeah, <laughs> decided, okay, let me go do this. Out of college, may, or in college, made, uh, became friends with a gentleman by the name of Ricky Anderson, really good, close personal friend of mine as well. And mm-hmm. he got me my first job at my first CPA firm. And, I, and so out of college, that's, that's all I've been doing is just working at different CPA firms my whole career. I spent 10 years in public accounting in Houston, small firms, big firms, you name it. I was at two small firms and then a really big one. From there, you know, just uh, one day I, I looked at myself in the mirror and I was like, what the hell am I doing? <laughs> You know, the, the traditional accounting model is you work, you know, during tax season, you work 80 to 100 hours on a slow day. Oh, yeah. uh, Especially during tax season, right? Yeah. I mean, like it can be just insane. Yeah. And then, you know, you're expected to kill yourself to, to try to move up. And the more you move up, the more you're expected to work and to give in. That's just always been the model. And it just, mm-hmm. it didn't sit well with me. It didn't sit well with me. And, yeah. you know, I wanted to start, I wanted to start a family. I got married. As you know, you were there. Yeah. And, and uh, I, yeah. Yes. Yeah. So just decided I was like, I, I'm just going to go out on my own. You know, I, I, I just took the leap, talked to my wife. She, she agreed and she's like, let's do it. So, so me that, a bit to that, I mean, that's a big leap, right? Like, so that's part of the most scary, like outside of having kids, right? Like mm-hmm. kids is pretty damn scary, especially like for all the unknowns, right? Like, I mean, you're studying, you're, you're reading books, whatever you will, but business, I would, I would put up there as number two. 
Like yeah. married is kind of down on the list. Cause I know when I was going to get married, kind of what I was getting into, uh, you know, the backstory, <laughs> but, like but all did the craziness, you know? <laughs> but did you know what you're going to get to? I didn't know what level <laughs> it would get to, but I knew, I knew what I was getting into, but like business is just, man, I, I, I remember when I made that decision and my, my story is a little bit different cause I came on board. I actually worked for my wife, which is an interesting dynamic altogether. But when you make the the change from, hey, I have a secure W-2 paycheck coming in, even though you, all the bad stuff that comes along with that, you can still count on that paycheck showing up every day. And then making the leap to, you know, uh, owning your own business is just, it, it's, there's just so many unknowns out there. Like, did you, did Ricky Anderson, you mentioned earlier, did he kind of help you with that transition or do you have people help you with that transition or you just ripped it off? No, like a I just ripped it off like a bandit. I mean, I, I'll be 100% upfront with you. I was miserable at my job. I was depressed. It was not a good situation to be at. It really wasn't. And so that's why I was like, I just, I just had to get out of there. And I figured, yeah. you know what, let me get out and I'll figure it out. Yeah. And so to be honest with you, I, I just took the leap. I didn't, so I didn't leave to go out on my own. I took the leap just to get the hell out of accounting. And I was like, I'm gonna do something else. Yeah. So I spent the first probably three or four months. I started studying for my, for my CPA exam. I'm like, let me at least get this. Cause this is always a good fallback. As I started working, I tried to find other, you know, other jobs, trying to find other industries to get out of accounting. And uh, while I was doing that, I had a couple of clients of mine call me and just like, hey, we heard you left. What, what the heck? <laughs> and yeah. I was like, look, guys, I'm not doing this anymore. They're like, no, no, no. We, we went with you. We want you. And I'm just like, all right. So let me start kind of dabbling a little bit. So that's whenever I, let me just prep gotcha. their taxes and start kind of going with them and trying to help them a little bit as much as I can. And, and one thing led to another. And when, you know, they started recommending people and I was just, I looked at myself and I had, a, um, I got to the last round of interviews at Exxon and it was up to six of us. And, and I remember it was, it was a, I went to the interview and I felt really good about it. And I was just like, okay, either I take this job that we're going to have to move to the woodlands and pack and everything go and get the hell out of, you know, Pearland, yeah. or I can go all in on my own. I'm at the point where I'm about to take off. Yeah. And I just looked at it and I just, you know, talked to my wife and, and realized I'm like, you know, I realize I hate people telling me what to do. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, and I went I, to I work for my wife. What the hell is wrong with me? Like, <laughs> I don't get enough at home. I got to do that at work too. <laughs> I, I, you know, and I realized that the corporate structure is not for me. I need flexibility. I need mobility. You know, if I want to work from home, I want to work from home. If I want to travel to Mexico to go visit family, and I want to still get some work done. I want the ability to do that. That's when I just, yeah. and so I bought a class, kind of like a marketing accounting class. And I was like, okay. you know what? Let me go all in. So then I found out, I didn't, like three months later, I found out I didn't get the job <laughs> over there, which kind of like, okay. It's so, a blessing so in disguise and, then. Yeah. Yeah. So went all in and, and that's kind of where we're at now. Like I, I you know, realized I wanted to work differently. Um, the way I operate my business and the way I do everything is completely out of the ordinary of what your traditional tax accounting CPA firm is like all that. It, it's completely opposite or you okay. know, very untraditional. So I wanted, to, I wanted the ability to work from anywhere. I wanted the ability to access work papers, access all my information anytime I wanted. Mm-hmm. And I hate doing administrative work. I hate it. Yeah, I hate it. So I figured those those three things were my biggest pain points. And I just for the first probably six months of my uh, of having this job, I just researching demos, reading blogs, you know, a bunch of stuff like, like that. Like on and how to automate that or what pieces of it yeah. you can outsource uh-huh. and that kind of thing. Yeah, and then demoing companies that promised the world, 
and yeah. a lot of them don't oh, <laughs> deliver. <goodness>. Yeah. <laughs> so then I just realized, a, yeah, on the you have the same side. problem. Well, on the marketing side, it's like marketing is a job on its own, right? Yeah. And so that's just acquiring new clients, right? That's a job on its own, and then actually servicing, supporting the client after after you obtain them and built that relationship with them is a whole separate job. Right. And mm-hmm. so the marketing side, I was like, I enjoy like making stupid videos and, and, and just getting information out there. Like I enjoy that piece of it, but by the mm-hmm. time you're done editing and getting all that cleaned up, it's just a pain in the butt. So yeah. I tried to outsource it, but to be honest with you, it's just, it, it's, it's hard. Difficult. It's, difficult. it's hard to find somebody that they can d- deliver the quality you want. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's just, that's just real talk. And so, so yeah, I, I, I agree with you on that. Like marketing itself is a whole different beast. I mean, I love to be in front of the camera. I'm, I'm kind of a narcissist a little bit in that aspect. Like I love the attention. You look good today too, by the way. Thank you. You just got your hair did and. Oh no, I've got the headphones on. If I took it off, you see the little curls and you haven't seen the back. Oh yeah. I got a a full mullet here for those that aren't, they're not seeing us here. I got full mullets, both of us. I got the little like rat tail going on. So I'm going for the man bun. I'm just letting you. No, I'm going I, for the man. You totally should. You totally <laughs> should. So yeah, just like I said, so I went down the rabbit hole in there and I've been experimenting and everything and realized that I'm trying to realize my, my industry, the accounting and tax industry is very outdated. Very, it's not a good industry yeah, <laughs> to be real. Sure, and yeah. You know, we, we've 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 moved away from being value members of small businesses to just being an expense. Yeah. You know, we're, we're, oh, uh, just my tax guy. I'm going to go with the cheapest one who saves me the most money right then yeah. and there, you know, without trying to help grow. And so I found another community kind of group of people that are trying to change the industry and I just started watching them, following them and, you know, That's got cool. to meet them. And so now I, you know, I, I consider myself one of the, one of, I mean, as far as the firm goes, we, like I said, we operate at a whole different level than most other people. And by changing the game, you're meaning like, Making everything just more user friendly. Well, We're talking just, about like cloud based type well, stuff. Yeah, and everything. I mean, you know, and trying to educate the the accounting space as well as to you know if your whole business model is built on charging one hundred fifty dollars tax returns and that's all you do and you don't talk to your clients ever. What value are you bringing to them? Yeah, you know, like yeah. you're no different than. H&R Block. You're no different than Liberty Tax. You're yeah. no different than, you know, like what are these franchise stores? Yeah. And, and while that's not a bad business model to have, it's, it's also a grind, you know, where now with, with what we have now, I mean, I've got clients all over the U.S. We work with them. I mean, we have conversations with them. I talk to them probably more than I talk to, I mean, back in my old firms, we used to not talk to anybody. Now I, I, I spend a lot of time with my clients, you know, talking yeah. with them, Zoom meetings in our internal system. And so, yeah, just delivering that client service is, is moving away from quantity more to quality, if that makes sense, you know? So instead yeah. of just turning them out the door, make sure you get the, yeah. the clients that make sense for you and making sure you deliver the best service you can. Yeah. You know, well, I, I mean, I... I there's a huge need for that in the market because I know like the CPA that we use, I mean, we essentially get an allocated number of hours per year to see him. And then, and then after that, they start charging us more. And so it's like, so let me, let me tell hands you, off of business and see, model. And, and, and that's okay. If you're starting off, if you're starting off and you're on a budget, that's okay. But 
at the same time, I mean, if growth is part of your mission, you know, like right. yeah. I, to me, to me, whenever you allocate hours, you know, it's, it's a problem because like for us, our, our services equal. Now we build it into the system. We're, we're a little bit pricier than most people, but mm-hmm. that included unlimited support. Unlimited questions, unlimited everything. So it's you're not like a be CPA like, for the business, not necessarily yeah. just for tax. So, so I will. I need to preface this though that we're not a CPA quite. I'm not a CPA quite yet, so I'm still right. trying to finish that up. But I've got two CPAs that work for me. Financial yeah, advisor. Just, then what? What is? What is it considered uh, when you're not the? What is that? I guess just business knowledgeable expert. Yeah, business consultant. I mean, okay. I I have the experience. I have the know how. I know as much as they know. It's just passing those things that, that's damn test yeah. yeah which is just i'm a horrible test taker i've always been my <laughs> whole life so and now you add the stress of having to like you know to get the certification it's yeah and i mean i'll be real with you i didn't take it serious the first when i was in public it really hit me when i went out on my own i have yeah. to kind of sell myself a little bit harder because people think oh well you're not a cpa do you yeah. know and I'm like, yeah, it's actually better though i mean to be honest with you because i was having a conversation i can't remember if it was you or somebody else we were having this conversation but like CPAs are government officials, essentially, where they have to abide by black and white. And to be honest with you, when it comes to tax code and some of the other business tricks that I know are available, sometimes there's a gray area there and it's not as black and white. And there's some, some things you can take advantage of. I mean, there's, there's hundreds of books written on all the loopholes in real estate and loopholes in this and loopholes in that. And, and with, I I don't want to, because this is recorded and I I don't want you to have any liability. So I'm not going to get into that, but it, it seems like CPAs are kind of walking around with a set of handcuffs on versus Yes and no. So they, they, you know, in this industry, we tend to be on the conservative side just because that, that's what we're taught. That's kind of the ethics that, that we're brought on. So, you know, there, there always is the gray area. You should know what's available to you out there. It shouldn't be you that's having to research this and coming to him and, or her and being right. like, okay, what is this? You should be having monthly, conver- not monthly, quarterly conversations and be like, okay, we estimate you owe this much. So let's make a payment of this much. Or, hey, we're going to put this into play. We put this into play. And as you start to go, you start implementing more of those systems. And, and right. that way you're making sure that's how it should be. And that's where we're trying to change the industry to 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 move to that more of a proactive model of like, hey, this is what you need to be doing. This is what I think you should do. This, 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 and this. And this is going to save you X amount what we project. And then, you, you know, and it, of course it's all estimates, but then, no, I mean... If you can save thousand dollars, it's a thousand dollars. Take it, you know. Take it. Yeah. yeah, especially in small business and getting started, mm-hmm. and every penny's going to count. Just sure. imagine what you can do with thousand dollars back in your business. Yeah, you know that that's an extra month of Facebook ads if you're paying you know a yeah. thousand a month for that. So damn damn marketing companies trying to it'll go straight to them. I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> Backing away from like more of your business specifics, like your parents were business owners, right? Like your dad owned a business, didn't he? My dad, my dad's a realtor. Um, okay. So he, yeah, I mean, self-employed, he does. maybe. Yeah, he's self-employed, okay. but never really owned a business. No, my dad worked at uh, Anheuser Busch his whole gotcha. uh, for the majority, majority of my life. life. Yeah. I gotcha. So I mean, I gotcha. we got access to free beer. Yeah, <laughs> that's a huge that. perk. Yeah. <laughs> but from your your wife and kids' standpoint, like, uh-huh. are you? How do you involve them in being a, a business owner? Because I know, like. Hours can get ridiculous, right? During tax time, like mm-hmm. your wife, does she work? Yes, okay. she works. She works for an oil and gas company. 
she's busy. <laughs> she works a lot as well, you know? So uh, the good thing about me though, be, one being virtual and two being kind of on the cloud is I can work at any time. So like right now, you know, they got, everybody's got their kids at home. Yeah. Right now, if you listen to this during the whole COVID situation and stuff, everybody's so we alternate, you know, right now, just cause this is a recorded podcast or else I'd have her in here watching Blippy or Mickey Mouse Clubhouse <laughs> on the TV back there. You know, I mean, I go on calls, client calls that way. I can work, you know, whenever they go to sleep. It's just a matter about making the time because I mean, and, and you know this, Devin, as a business owner, it, it, it never stops. You can work 24 hours a day and it's still not enough. Well, and, and what we were finding when we first got into this is whose appointment is more important. That's a huge battle, unfortunately, when you have two parents that are, that are working. And because, yeah, we can work at night or uh, virtually. In fact, a lot of my clients prefer evening hours just because they like to have both spouses there on the call. You know, it's like, who's, who's more important. And it's not putting family first. It's like, all right, well, I have, I have an appointment and you have an appointment, but we also have two kids that can't starve and burn the house down. So, you know, like it's, it's a delicate balance. Oh, it, I a mean, lot it of, is. A lot of uh, throwdown uh, battles between me and Erica. <laughs> she usually wins all of them, but. No, no, not Erica. <laughs> <laughs> you mean Erica fights with you? No. Yeah, no, 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 not at all. Not at all. Uh, no, man, like with us, you know, the good thing is my wife only works working hours. You know what I mean? So, yeah. so during the working hours, it's a we have, more you know. Predictable. Yeah, you know, but I mean, I, I have meetings in the afternoon. I've got clients that want to talk to me in the afternoon as well. So it's just, I mean, we juggle it, you know, and, and sometimes I, I'll be, you know, I'll be real with you. I've got the kid sitting on my lap. I've yeah. got her sitting on my lap and I just tell my, I tell the client, hey, look, you know, I'm sorry, but this is kind of part of it, you know. And, and, and But one thing, though, that I preface everybody, even during our sales calls and everything for all of our clients' potentials, you know, everything is... One of our mottos is family comes first, mm-hmm. always. To them, any family is always going to come first. To my employees, family is always going to come first. So let's say I have a meeting with a client and they, they don't show, they no call, no show. And then later, hey, you know, I had a family emergency. No problem. Yeah. Don't even worry about it. Like, just let me know. Family, that's it. We're good. Yeah. Like, there's, there's yeah. no problem there, you know. But at the same time, I tell them, hey, by the same token, you know, I'm asking that you award us the same kind of, you know, same consideration. Yeah, let me know as well. if something comes up. Like I'm not, yeah. I'm, I'm not gonna, you know, be super angry. But I, I do have or a family and schedule. If I, if I have to cancel a call too, last minute because of you know family stuff, yeah. just understand. Hey, the family out is always going to come is. first. Yeah, that was a very difficult thing to get over going into business because, like, I came out of the industrial world. Like you were talking about Exxon earlier, mm-hmm. right? In the industrial world from eight to five, like you set an appointment, you better be there. Like, and it is just, it is unheard of for people to no show you. Well, coming into the individual world, like uh, less, less industrial world, it's kind of a soft appointment. You know, it's like, uh, I'm just going to float this out there and we'll see if it works out or we see if it doesn't work out. And, and Erica was like, you don't know if their dog died. You don't know if their spouse got sick, their kids are, are requiring something like you got to just like go with it and assume that they're not trying to be assholes. They're just, mm-hmm. they have family or something mm-hmm. to come up. And that was one of the hardest things that I had to get over going into business for myself was like, I almost fired the clients because of it. You know, it was like, 
screw you, you know, you can't, you can't do this to me. And, but I, I quickly got over that because there's only a few clients out there. Right? Well, I mean, it just, it, it gets, it gets hard, you know, because, because of that simple fact that, I mean, you know, you're, you're so used to, I mean, I would use the same thing too, you know, and then clients are at first clients with not no call, no show. And I'm like, what the heck? But then, mm-hmm. you know, later on, it's like, okay, you know, kind of realize, all right, you know, that's, that's, you know, it's okay. <laughs> no, I get it, man. I mean, it's the same thing, but it's just, it, you know, it's been interesting because having to juggle family and the business, my mornings are for my daughter. So I don't start work probably till like 9 a.m. sometimes. That's cool. Um, just because the mornings are with her. I spend time with her. We eat breakfast. We hang out. You know, I used to take her to daycare, but now, you know, because yeah, of everything, I, you know, she, stay, she stays with us. And then the afternoons, I've got a hard stop at 6. And from 6 to like 8, I don't do any work. I don't touch any work, you know. Okay. And then after that, you know, after 8 is when I'm like, okay. And then, and then we, you know, me and the wife talk. Like, okay, you know, you, you have meetings or you've got stuff you got to get done. Go ahead and get it done. I'll take care of it here. Yeah. Or, I mean, if I have to work, I just, again, put on Blippi, the bag, <laughs> yeah. and, you know, let her just kind of run around, you know, and it's just trying to juggle. Yeah. <laughs> it, it is, no, that is the hardest thing. And I don't know about you, but for me, it's been the hardest thing for me is disconnecting because I feel like there's always something to do. Yeah. Always, there's something, always to do. something to do. Yeah. And, and my thing is like commitment towards disconnecting or connecting completely. Like, so I feel like you'll block out some time. All right. I'm going to work out during this time or I'm going to have family time during this time. And then, you know, you're, you're kind of checking your emails on your phone or you have something that's like hot. And so it just carries over into that family time and you don't truly commit or dedicate the hours that you wanted to towards that family time. Cause it's hard to, it's hard to get away. It's hard to unattach mm-hmm. from, from the business because it's 24 seven. It's not something that ever goes away when, whenever you're a business yeah, owner. Yeah. You can't just clock out at five and it's nope. over. If something doesn't get done, it's on you. Yeah. So you already touched a lot about kind of some of the changes you made during all this COVID stuff. Was there anything specific that really kind of changed your business? I know for us, like we had to pivot, focus more on individuals losing their jobs and how to handle that and, and kind of educate people on, on what to do after after that situation has happened. What, what were some of the things in y'all's industry that really took place with the COVID? So, of course, you know, business is shutting down, business is stopping, you know, a lot of, a lot of us, you know, me as well. I, you know, we had clients that asked to stop billing. I've actually got a couple of clients that are closing their shop up for good. They just oh. think they can't survive, you know? So definitely the revenue loss, but at the same time, vice versa for us in the industry is trying to, <laughs> trying to decipher and, and figure out this EIDLs, PPP loans, everything. Cause they're coming to us for all of that. And yeah. you know, the little guidance there is out there, we're trying to ingest it and spit out what we think is the best advice and this shit keeps changing every like by the hour man and, yeah. and like i there was one day where i remember i was like okay i had a call with a bunch of colleagues and we all decided okay this is how we're gonna go you know we we have kind of masterminds that we set up so this is what this is the route we're gonna go okay cool we went i kid you not in the middle uh, as well i'm uh, as well i'm shooting a video for my clients to send it to them in the middle i see updated uh faq regulations and it's just like well what we just yeah, said, everything we just said, you can just out throw the door. in the trash. <laughs> so yeah. here I am, like literally, we hopped on another mastermind. As soon as I, you know, we got like half the group together. It's like, yeah. what the hell just happened? <laughs> you know, we're doing our best, and the the main thing is 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 this is like, there's a lot of, I mean, there's a lot of free money out there, but just just because there's free money out there 
make sure it makes sense for you because potentially some of that money could be, you need to make sure you qualify for it. You know what right. I mean? Cause it's easy to get the money, but it's just that they're, they're really hampered down on the qualifications and they're also, you know, making sure on the forgiveness side that you spend it correctly. Right. Don't, don't assume that you can just get this money and go buy a go boat, refinance debt or go buy yeah. a boat. Right. That's not what it's for. It's called yeah. the paychecks protection loan for a reason. Yeah. You know, I, I know they're trying to get, I guess, more stringent on those rules on proving what is forgiven and what's not. But there's some of it that I'm surprised on. They really can't, you can't prove some of it. You can say my payroll is coming out of this bank account. We're spending X amount of towards payroll. But as far as like chasing dollars, it's like they're, they want us to microchip every single fucking dollar and, and mm-hmm. record every movement of that dollar as it goes through all your books and everything. And I'm like, I, I just, I don't know if it's even going to be possible. I think there's, oh, it's it, well, well, I will for, tell you this. It is possible. It's just, it's, it's a pain in the ass. Yeah. That's why, you you know, hopefully people are working with somebody to help them because mm. you, payroll costs, you know, what is defined as payroll cost? It's not social security, Medicare. It's not payroll taxes. You can't include that. That's not going to be forgiven. If you're thinking you're going to include that in the calculation. So let's say you run your payroll and, and you know, you, let's say you use something like Gusto, which is what I use. It's mm. all my, almost all my clients use Gusto. You run the payroll, Gusto comes in with, um, wages and then it comes in the payroll taxes afterwards the employer portion of payroll taxes and so you know you would think okay that's what i paid payroll that's going to be forgiven no the payroll taxes taxes. are not going to be forgiven you know Mm -hmm. same thing as well you know you think oh business rent oh i use you know or utilities you hear utilities oh i use my house for my utilities right no no instead of commercial lease like from what we understand Home office, business home office is not going to, it doesn't include that. It's going to be just, if you're paying utilities under the business name, let's say yeah. like an office or something, you know, yeah. that's where it's going to be. Actual uh, interest, interest. Yeah. B- loans on business interest for based on conversation we've had with colleagues, credit card interest doesn't count. Hmm. That's just business loans, you know? So I've got a lot of people thinking, oh, I can just pay my interest on my credit cards. No, based on what we know as of right now, it's not going to be forgiven. And here's the thing. We still don't know 100%. So that's, you know, I will say this. Do not use this money for anything else but payroll and what's intended because you can get into some trouble with that, you know? I know people trying to use it to, again, oh, well, I'm going to use it to build up my business or refinance debt. No, that's not what it's for. Like The scary side for us is because our business is is somewhat holding its own, you know, fortunately for that. We qualified for the PPP and got it, but... I don't want to have to use it. So we're just kind of holding it. Well, you can't really hold it either. You got to, you got to use it for those things or unless you pay it back before the 14th, you just realize you don't want it. So did you guys take an economic hit during, during all this, the business go down? Yeah. So business went down. Did you, or did you think your projection was that business was going to go down? Yeah. And I mean, it did, it did. I mean, from the small business. So uh, for us, we have two critical parts of business. One is insurance for groups, small businesses, and, and then the other pieces in individual. So from the small business standpoint, tank, right? Like, I mean, for the last few months, no business, no small business, mom and pop shop or, you know, 50 employees and down really knew what to expect or how to expect it. So changes to cost or changes to the way they did business that was not going to happen. 
So <laughs> with that part of our business pretty much shut down, you know, individuals increased because we had so many people losing their job and didn't really know where to turn for health insurance. So it, it's been a yeah, little I mean, bit you, of both. You pivoted, but you pivoted your business, right? You, know, you pivoted just like me, you know, I, I, where I was at uh, a lot of, you know, my, my pipeline kind of dried up. And so we actually moved our, our focus to another niche, another vertical and mm-hmm. it's been you know it's been working great like so we're, we're dealing we're working with a lot with uh business and health coaches right now okay right now that they are they're killing it i mean a lot of people are working from home or staying at home you know and yeah. they have nothing to do or, or they are working from home but they can't go to the gym so they're looking for something to help them and this is yeah these health coaches are really shining and so gotcha. you know and so that's where we we came across a couple saw that you know, they're doing well and, 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 and they're really surviving right now. Well, not surviving, but they're thriving. And yeah. so, you know, but a lot of them aren't getting the help that they need. And so it's like, okay, so let's go ahead and go after them and see if we can help as many of them as we can. Yeah. So, you know, that, that's where sense. we've shifted a little bit as well. So, you know, we, we took a hit. We're starting to kind of make it back up. But I mean, that's because, you know, I've been out there, but I still took a hit. I didn't know I was going to, you know, I didn't know this was going to happen. I was anticipating, you know, business going down. Right. But I guess from the PPP standpoint, if you didn't need it, you know, like, can you just, can you use it for those things anyway, and then allocate the other funds towards growth? You know what I'm saying? Like you took a hit, you took a hit in your business, but you could still afford your payroll. So do you just use it anyway? I would use it for pay. I mean, if, if you, if, if you really had good faith, you, you think your good faith estimate, you know, your good faith certification that, that you needed this at the time, then yeah. I would use, it. use I mean, it. You know, yeah. I would That's where my mind's at. That's where now, my now, mind's now, at. Now, where you said using the rest for growth, that I don't know. All See, I know that's, is that's, that's the and, trackability of each dollar, right? So like, I'll just use round numbers. Say, say you have an income uh, of revenue of numbers, let's say a hundred thousand dollars, um, just make it even, right? Hundred thousand yeah. dollars monthly, but then Corona hit and you drop from hundred thousand dollars to fifty thousand dollars, right? You took mm-hmm. a fifty thousand dollar hit on a mm-hmm. monthly basis. Now, just assuming there's no bills with that fifty thousand dollars, you can still afford payroll with it. You could still afford your payroll with it, but you took a fifty thousand dollar hit. So yeah, but but okay, so it went down the first month fifty thousand dollars. What's it going to look like the second month? Are you going to go down another twenty five? Are you going to go down another thirty? Yeah, just to make it easy, we're maintaining at fifty. Okay. Are you sure you're going? So the thing is, here, did you know you were going to maintain, or was that something that you saw the hit? You're like, damn it, I don't know how I'm going to do this. Right. And because yes, yeah. you, because, so that is because you boot, because you bootstrapped and you're like, hey, then you're like, okay, at least we're maintaining at fifty. Right. Yeah, you, okay. You know, I see so, where you're minded. Yeah. So so uh, uh, when we hit the fifty, we took the PPP, assuming that we were going to go from fifty to twenty five to ten to keep going. Know, because you don't know what it was, what the future was going to look like. You saw a big hit. You're trying to strap yourself, so you want to make sure to at least cover yeah. cover your payroll. You know. Yeah, I get it cover your employees payroll. And so while maybe the first month, you know, you can still afford it. What's to say that the next month that 50,000 doesn't go down to five. Yeah. And then you're like, Oh, now, now what do it. I do? Yeah. Now you need it. You know? And so that, that's where we took that stance. And then, you know, of course I'm not a lawyer. I'm not anything like this isn't like, you know, don't, yeah. I guess this whatever disclaimer talking. I have, this is just talking, no disclaimer or anything like, you know, <laughs> don't rely on this. Cause yeah. <laughs> it, it ain't, I, I'm not the definitive answer here. This is just the way I, I saw it was just again though. But then the same argument could be made. If you can afford your payroll, 
why why take it you know what i mean yeah. so so you you can make the argument on the other side as well so that's why like i said there's they gave us no set rules on how to determine what that good faith estimate is what the right. revenue drop that, i guess that was my point yeah there's yeah. not there's not a black and white answer to say your revenue drops by x amount then your loan will be forgiven you know it's all based on if you use these dollars towards payroll and and they've defined so, in black and white certain things yeah then you're okay. Well, okay. So am I, are you microchipping the dollar? Because I have $2 in my bank account. One I use for payroll. The other I didn't. If I use your dollar for payroll and I didn't use my dollar, is it still counted? I don't know. I mean, well, that's what we've been telling everybody to put into, put the PPP into a completely separate account yeah. and then transfer the money you use over every single time. That way that's going to keep it easier to track. Cause if you keep it within commingled in your business, it's going to be really hard to track what, yeah. yeah, like you said, what's PPP, what's this? Um, yeah. So, yeah, I, but I mean, you know, seventy-five percent of it needs to be on payroll. That 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 is one hundred. Earn your dollars after all this shit is over with, man. You're going <laughs> to earn every cent you make because everybody's going to be like, "What is going on?" Yeah, I mean, you know, like I said, there th- those two cases could be made. You know, where you had uncertainty, but at the same time, you know, you could still afford it. So, do you really need it? And that that's that's the big like, okay, you know, like. Right. Yeah. And there's, again, there's no clear answer. So, you know, I, I can sit here and say one thing or I can make an argument for the other thing, but that we don't have guidance on that yet. All right. Well, I just want to go over a couple of buzzer beater questions here uh, and then I'm going to let you go podcast. I know you have a podcast. I appreciate you being on this podcast. Is, is there a podcast that you would recommend that you really enjoy that you listen to on a regular? Well, first of all, what is your podcast? What is yours? Mine is the Innovative Disruptors podcast. It started off just innovative and disruptive people in their industries. It's turned into an accounting podcast where we interview people in the accounting industry. Gotcha. They're doing different things. Cool. So, um, kind of if you're not an accountant, yeah, if you're not an accountant, you probably aren't going to, there's not going to be much value to you. To you. Right. But, I mean, it's out there, you know. Uh, we, we do uh, applications. We interview uh, different, you know, people that are kind of doing different things. Though so we actually just had a, a, a business and health coach come on and uh, yeah, that episode's coming out today. And so that could, you know, talking about uh, imposter syndrome. So, you know, uh, we touch on that. Uh, So innovative disruptors podcast, ID podcast is what we call it. So uh, yeah, we've got that one. Uh, One I would recommend. Business or a, um, just a general podcast that you listen to on a regular basis just to kind of get information from. So not a business necessarily, but I like to listen to, I built this or I built okay. it with yeah, Guy Ross, yeah. NPR, the guy for NPR, whatever. I like that because he interviews kind of CEOs and how they built their businesses and stuff yeah. like that. I like that one a lot. That one is cool. There's a TED hour with him as well, where they kind of do a different TED, like a different topic of a TED talk and they bring people on to talk about it. So mm-hmm. That, that's a really good one I like as well. And then the other question I have for you is, since we're talking about you know your business and, and finances and, and CPA, is there a book that you would suggest that every business owner needs to have? Or is there a book that you can remember that, that helped you with understanding you know, finances and business? Not necessarily finances and business, but if you're in the service-based industry and, and you're, you're selling your time, Ron Baker's value-based billing. Okay. Right. That is going to show you how to essentially move away from charging by the hour and start charging more value-based 
billing, which is, you know, you charge for the value you bring, not the time yeah. that you're spending. Yeah. Cause you're, you're going to be able to do things faster when you get better at it anyway. So. Yeah. And I mean, you know, I, I can charge somebody a hundred dollars an hour to do, you know, but to do something, but the value I'm bringing is worth five, $600 yeah. that hour, you know? So you need to yeah. make sure to charge to bill for that value you're bringing. And you need mm-hmm. to also understand on how to express that value as well. So that, that's yeah, a good, a good book. One. I think that's a really good book to, to read. I mean, it changed. Ron the- Baker. Yeah. All right. I'll check that out. Check that out. Well, man, I appreciate all your time. Again, we got to, uh, when all this closes up, we're going to have to get our families together and drink some, uh, drink some beers on the patio or something. Yes, 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 please. Sure. Any other way of getting a hold of you, website, a uh, phone number, anything we can give everybody? Yeah. Uh, phone number 281-888-2709. That's my direct line to the office, my home office. <laughs> ZTXadvisors.com or at ZTXadvisors on all social media sites. You can find me anywhere. Nice. I am all over the place on social media. Sweet. Um, and yeah, I mean, any questions you guys have, you know, we're doing, we do free 30-minute consultations for anybody that has any questions to just any general questions that you have. Now I can't give specific tax advice or specific like how to's, but you know, if you need help yeah. interpreting stuff or something, I'd be more than happy to, yeah. to help out. So. All right, man. Well, I appreciate it again. I look forward to uh, when all this gets over, giving you a big hug or something. Oh, uh, that'd be, yeah, yeah. That'd be nice, man. Cause I do miss you guys. So. All right, man. We'll see you.